The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What's up, everybody? Welcome. I'm Guy Haberman. That's John Middlecoff. And uh, it's great to have you. How we doing, people? If you are watching YouTube, awesome. Whether you're watching it live or after the fact, uh, hit that like button. That help, helps out the show. Subscribe to the channel. I think on the tube, John, we are uh, eight people shy of 17,000. I think is what we're uh, looking at there on the uh, old subscription list. And remember, if you subscribe, um, John pays for your newspaper and gets delivered to your home every day. I do. Shit, I'll deliver it. This <laughs> the way the world's going right now. Might need a second job. Uh, <laughs> this is your second job uh, and your first job. We, uh, we're also podcasters. Actually, we are first podcasters. I mean, that's, that's all I got. I mean, that's, that's my only g- gig, podcaster. We are J-O-B podcasters. So if you're listening to the podcast, that's the OG financial stream for Haberman and Milkoff. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, subscribe, uh, share it. You know, wouldn't you agree? Like, just put it in a text to somebody and say, "Hey, maybe you'll like this. Maybe you'll hate it." But uh, is that so- how people share podcasts, or just talk about them in text? Probably easier. Uh, <laughs> you mean like, do they put a link in it? Yeah. Uh, I sent one to my dad the other day. I said, "I think you'll like this." Um, I remember when my grandpa, I used to, I found like I was going through an old box and I had like, remember when I was, my grandpa would like, I'd get a manila envelope and it'd be like a cutout newspaper article. My you mom know? still does that. Now my dad will circle the thing that he wants me to read in the, uh, Davis enterprise or the Sackby and then just take a photo of it, you know? So it, it the, the delivery method has changed, but the content yeah. is the same, you know? Uh, but anyway, if you listen to the podcast as my dad does, uh, five-star review, and uh, we appreciate a question in the review on Apple Podcast. That's how you get in the mailbag, which at some point we'll have to get back to here. It's been a few weeks since we've done A lot it. of people get the Davis Enterprise. That newspapers, you know, newspapers may be dying, but that thing for a little town still going strong. Yeah, a lot going on there, you know. What? I don't know. I <laughs> Classifieds. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Obituaries are big for my mom. Yep. Sudoku. You, you, yeah. You see, you see uh, Mr. Williamson's grandpa died? Like no, I didn't. Well, that's that's what you know. Parents are great for that. Keep just keeping updated. I think the obituaries people. pay the bills. I think it's very. You know, I've heard very yes, expensive, yeah. like lucrative, several uh, several thousand. Someone can tell us if it's like eight, maybe like it's it's expensive. But um, 
now you can just do a i don't know start a podcast in somebody's honor maybe we should maybe we should sell obits in the pod not a bet guy now you're thinking <laughs> what do you think now you're thinking and this or, podcast is brought to you by yeah i mean this J- one is james J- you know james johnson 19 19- 62 to 2022, October 20th, and then we'll just read it. Yep. You send us whatever you want, and, and we'll kind of ad-lib. Make it positive <laughs> if it's really negative. If there's anything you should ad-lib on, it's definitely an obit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what a great idea. Sometimes, man. That's Now you're thinking. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka, which yeah. is uh, good at all times. Uh, in moments of uh, sorrow or joy and everything in between, Tito's Handmade Vodka, John, uh, there when you need it. And uh, the weekend is upon us, so it is time for Tito's to be there for you. America's Original Craft Vodka, and uh, it's our favorite. It is uh, So many great options come from Tito's Handmade Vodka. Yes, it is. Uh, Tito's and soda, Tito's and ginger beer, Tito's and lemonade mixed with iced tea, known as, did you see the uh, who's playing John Daly in the upcoming biopic? Uh, I think it's biopic. Is it? Um, is it? What you call it? Biopic. Biopic. Is it biopic? Do do people? I, why, I've never said the word, and I don't. People always do it like when it's on. Uh, does that mean it's like a not an autobiography, but a biography? So you can kind of. Uh, I think it just means it's a biography picture, a biopic. That's what I always thought. I don't. I'd never really even thought about it, but it makes it's Jonah Hill. Like there's Jonah Hill is playing John Daly. Yes. <laughs> And it's just, I would imagine he'll will drink some John Daly's. I think Tito's in that movie is already a lock. Uh, so, yeah, get, get on it right now. Tito's handmade vodka, John. Uh, you're not paying for the label. Okay. It's the Tito, Tito made, Tito made the vodka himself after a lot of experimentation. And then he was like, you know what? I'm a designer too. And he made the label. Done. And then the next thing you know, the only thing you got to add to the label is like, oh, a double gold judge's choice award winner or 25th anniversary. Other than that, it's iconic. Tito made the label. Think about that. You know, just like us kind of do do it all one man band. Do it all yourself. Um, that's how it started. And then it just grew and grew and grew into what it is today, which is uh, one of the finest drinks on on the planet. So uh titosvodka.com that's where i always go for inspiration but i find myself coming back to the same drinks the john daly i have never offered anybody a john daly and they'd be like you know what actually i would prefer x the answer to would you like a john daly is yes 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 i i would like you know it's honestly you know what it usually is and i remember we went i've said it after we started drinking them the answer is always like oh my god that's a people love that idea i don't think it's as Everyone should know about it. And until everyone knows about it, we have to, you and us, everybody, you watching and listening, have to help spread spread the word. It's hard to beat that. I agree. Love you, Tito's. You know, you're at the nightclub. Bottle service? Yeah, just John Daly's, please. Yeah, we're, we're going to need some, uh, just bring either Arnold Palmer's or bring them separate and we'll mix them ourselves. You guys have any lemonade, iced tea, and just Tito's. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we're also brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook. It's back. That's the NBA that is back. Basketball is back. An official sports betting partner of the NBA. Here's the deal. And this applies to basketball or football, whatever you want to bet on at the DraftKings Sportsbook. 
sign up with the code ham. And if you're a new customer, any $5 NBA Moneyline bet, so in this case, it's the NBA, any $5 NBA Moneyline bet you make, $200 in free bets if your team wins. Bam, just like that. Guy, very, very easy. Here's the thing. Check it this out. You know, huh? in addition to usual bets, yeah. everyone can boost their winnings 100% with DraftKings stepped up. Same game parlays. Do you know what I love this week? I don't like, I love, Tell me. I like the Jets to lose at Denver. Right now, the line is minus one. You could go same game parlay. Zach Wilson, you, how many yards is he going to throw for against the Denver Broncos? I'm if you go, put the over-under at about 50, I would take the, the under. Do you know what the number is? No, what is it? No, I, I don't know. I was about to look I, it up. I, I would say I would hammer the under, and I would take the Broncos, who we don't all love, but I like them this week because I think Zach Wilson against that defense Adios Pelota is our man, John Miller, who I saw his birthday was recently. Oh, happy say. birthday, John. Inspiration. Um, yeah, I, I would think anything under like 125 on an over-under for Zach Wilson, I'd feel pretty good about taking the under. Wouldn't even mind in the 90s. I, I would hammer, same game parlay, Denver, Russell Wilson, get his swag back, weird subway commercial, no big deal. Take down uh, the Jets. Started as a really good commercial where it was like dangerous ways and he eats with like a knife and a fork and knife. Then he puts a blindfold on and then you realize there's not that many other ways to, to do I it. I thought it was a horrendous commercial. The whole thing. <laughs> well, I mean, it's yes, it, it is horrendous on the balance. But I thought eating a sandwich dangerously was an interesting concept when you go blindfold. But then it's just the problem is, you know, the execution. And I think he's a very uncomfortable individual. I, I would agree with that. Yes. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook Code Ham. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Any $5 bet this week gets you $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with the code HAM. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Do it. Uh, Alibi, or Alibi, says, I can't see the Broncos beating the Jets. Where's that game? In Denver. In Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Denver or the Jets. What? I guess the the Jets are four and two. Like, are the Jets going to go win on the road and be five and two? There's some weird. The Vikings are on a bye this week at five and one. There's some good teams on buys this week. You and I were talking about it. Eagles are on a bye. Vikings are on a bye. Bills are on a bye. The Bills are on a bye. So 19 wins are on a bye. And the, it's, it actually, the number would be higher because the Bills, uh, have five. The Vikings have five, and the Eagles have six wins. So sixteen team wins between the three of them. The Rams are three and three, but they're interesting. Yeah. Uh, so good, good teams on a buy has made for a week in which um, DraftKings could help you enjoy because it's uh, you know on its surface not a lot of thrilling stuff going on this weekend. No, I, I thought college won the week last week. Uh, just because, I mean, they, that's probably the best college game we're going to get all season, <laughs> just in terms of the, Alabama, just the home and atmosphere, how good the game was, what it meant to the University of Tennessee. I mean, you got Peyton Manning, Kenny Chesney in the house. Uh, I, I think this week, I, just not a great you gotta, slate. U, USC, you that was a, that was fantastic. Uh, th- this week, beside the Niners and Chiefs, like I, I'm sorry, you put Pittsburgh, Miami's your Sunday night game, like Ooh. I'm out. We're recording this before Thursday night, Cardinals. That's Saints. shitty too. And and Monday night is Bears Patriots. I'm kind of 
you know, did you see Ben Volan got duped? Remember, we were going to talk I, about Mac Jones. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of the anti Mac Jones stuff was coming from a DM that he got that was a fake DM. The guy made what, it up. What was the DM? Because out I, what where I saw the Mac Jones stuff was Albert Breer on Dan Patrick saying a lot of stuff that there yeah. was a disconnect. He kind of doubled down on. I, I think there was a disconnect over the injury, which I think had been reported that Bill was like out on him and Mac Jones has oh. become a diva. Some of that stuff. Gotcha. But I, I think the stuff, unless Breer's takes came from Ben Volan, they, they didn't. But, well, Bre- but there was enough meat from Breer because Breer said uh, that that Mac was mad. Like, why are you hiring a defensive coach to be my offensive coordinator? Um, was one of the things he said. Why is my the other thing that Albert Breer said was why is my QB coach a special teams coach? Because which, which is a fair take yep. to have. Um, and Mac Albert said Mac was like, why are we running a different offense? Why are we handling my injury like this? Like they wanted Mac to get surgery. Mac did not want to get surgery. Well, turned out the injury wasn't as bad as they thought, and so rehabbing Mac was right. Like rehabbing was actually fine, which is usually weird, right? Usually the team doesn't want surgery, wants you to power through it, and the player wants the surgery. But it turns out the surgery gets you back faster, in theory, with this injury. Oh, okay, I got Because the high ankle sprain, if you let it heal and rehab it, I guess in this case, whatever. I'm no doctor. But, you know, his thing was like, him and Mac are very close. The other thing Breer said was Mac Jones, is remember remember who had this criticism? Is a big why guy. Like, he wants to know why. Yeah. That was the Josh Rosen thing. Well, that's, New a Chip, England, that's a Chip Kelly thing too. Always asking why. It's like, well, New England is not a big why place. I'm <laughs> I'm quoting Breer, so I don't I didn't see the Ben Volan other than I saw Ben Volan tweet. I got duped in the DMs. You know, apologies to my wife. I didn't mean to send those pictures. Uh, which I don't know if you saw that trend that's going on like Instagram and TikTok. Where like you can basically hire a fake chick to get in your man's DMs and try to see if they can get them. Uh, you know to. That is such bullshit. Yeah. That's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of sending a fake eighteen-year-old to go try to buy beer at the liquor store. Like, well, no, this is this is a cop. You know, this, it, what's it called? Uh, something entangled. Uh, I, I forget the word. Oh, not but, double jeopardy. No, it's not no, double uh, jeopardy. Which which is a fantastic. I actually watched that movie over the last year. It still holds up. Still not bad. Uh, I, I I hate that. Like, listen. Now you sh- listen. You got to be loyal. You got to be faithful. But there is an element. Like, what are we doing as a society? Entrapment. Do you know the new thing that's going entrapment. on? Entrapment. Is that what you're thinking of? Entrapment. Entrapment. Yeah. That's. I, I'm not. I'm not down with entrapment. Like when the cops send someone in to like buy a pack of cigs, and it turns right. out the kid's 15, but they were the one that told the kid. It's not like he actually wanted no. cigarettes. Like, what or are the kid's doing? 26, but they pretend they're 18. They're 15. You know. Yeah, it, that ticks me it's off. Another thing, I guess, is going on. Oh. is this scam that you pretend to be the boss of someone like you are you reach out to someone under you in the hierarchy and you say hey i need 17 gift cards from uh, best buy or i need you to buy a bunch of amazon gift cards and send it to me this is guy haberman and in the hierarchy it's like you're you know the person under you so a lot of times you know sometimes they just do what you tell them Right, I, I will pay you back, or we'll have the company, you know, reimburse you. This is you. a prank. No, it's not a prank. It's a, it's scam going on right now. Well, wait, what's the? I'm confused. What's the scam? Oh, you're saying you're not uh, an empl- you're not a. I'm not the boss. You, I, I am. I'm a, a scammer. Person. Yeah, yeah. I, I reach person. out. Let's say you. This let's say you work for Africa. me. 
Yeah, let's say you work for me. All of a sudden, you get a text message, not from John Middlecoff, but it says, hey, I got a new number. This is John Middlecoff. I need you to go to Best Buy, get right. 10 things at $200. You'll right. you'll be compensated back. Company right. will take care of you. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah. got it. That's you got to be on your toes, man. I, I, I don't can see you, how if, if you are of if if the technology has changed in your lifetime, you know, if you're older, especially you couldn't like, pull it off on the millennials. You'd be like, what? Right. But if you're getting like the, you know, the whole like phone call, you're getting a phone call from somebody on a, hey, your your car insurance, whatever, your warranty is expiring. You know, there's if my mom worked like if she was still in the workforce and in the hierarchy situation her generation, like the the baby boomers, oh my god, they are lucky that most of them are of the retirement age. They would be prime candidates. You know, I'd forgot about this. Now that you say this, I know a guy who because you know, he showed me the phone. This is like last year. Someone hit him up on like he has like WhatsApp and was like, "Hey, it's me. You know, your your aunt in Virginia or whatever. Can you send me? It was like you know a thousand dollars of gift cards. And he was like, "How about I send you cash instead." And they were like, uh, no, just send me the gift cards. I, he knew it was a joke. you know. I mean, he knew it was fake, right? But he was like, well, I'm happy to send cash. Just tell me where to send the cash. I'm like, no, we'd really prefer the Best Buy gift cards would be better. <laughs> Living uh, to weird times, man. Uh, Luis, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, where was I going to? Somebody else had a great comment here that I wanted to get back to. Minnesota Monster said, do I get a deal on my obituary if half of it is a Tito's ad like this? Dan enjoyed Tito's handmade vodka and leaves behind several delicious unconsumed drinks, including Arnie Palmer's and vodka sodas. Well, I saw someone say like you could we could incorporate it with shave it or save it, but just like see ya brought to you by Tito's or like adios brought to you by Tito's. You know, the guy's just gone. Oh, we give it like a slang name. It's like a yeah, bit. I'm just saying it's like a segment, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up next, six feet deep with Tito's. <laughs> uh, shout out to and then we just, you know, you don't use your internet name. You never use your real name. I don't. I, I actually kind of like that. Six foot deep. Six feet deep. Six feet under. Underground. Underground, underground. with Tito's. Yeah. The underground pod. Where we just talk about, you know, people listen, people who like the show and died. But it doesn't even necessarily like the show because I would oh. say most people consistently dying would be out of our age range. But it definitely like we have listeners who lose grandparents or lose parents or lose cousins or lose uncles or whatever. Right. I mean, one day, you know, uh, they, you know what they say, John. It would, everyone will end up on that episode one day, well, including yeah. us. Can't avoid it. Could happen. You never know. I mean, it could happen to me crossing the street later today. Just hope I've had a lot of coffee today. You just hope it's another day. You know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, here's a little piece of trivia. Blew my mind when I saw this one today. Against the Atlanta Falcons, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel each had seven catches or more. Brandon Ayuk had eight. Uh, it's the first time the Niners have had that happen since Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, and Dwight Clark did it in 1986. <laughs> Good company. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a good nugget. Uh, Niners and Chiefs this weekend. It is the game of the week in the NFL. It's it's a massive game. And the question is this, John. Despite losses to the Broncos, the Bears, and the Falcons, likely three teams that won't make the playoffs, if the Niners find a way to win, uh, beat the Chiefs, are they off to a good start? Yes or no? Well, I would say that ultimately, you know, they would go into the Rams game and guarantee themselves a chance, or they would be guaranteed to be 500 at minimum at the bye if they were to lose that Rams game before and four. You would say that would be a disappointment 
to the team that you and I were going to see when we were going to training camp practice. That was before half the team either went to injury reserve or is on the sideline with, with ice wrapped around a body part or even is attempting to come back with a can't-hit-me jersey. And you're not the quarterback. You're the starting strong safety, and you have a cast around your hand. So the injuries have definitely derailed part of their season. But I would say, you know, if I was giving it a grade, you win this game, it will be hard for me not to give you at minimum like a B minus. The A is already out the window, uh, but they don't have a good win so far. <laughs> you know, like they've been beating the shit out of the Rams now for feels like a half decade. Not that that's a bad win, but you beat them at home for four straight seasons. You know, you beat the Chiefs, even though technically they would be four and three, right? Because right now after losing that Bills game, they're four and two. That is still a fantastic win. I mean, you're beating one of the best players in the league. And, you know, I would say, Bill, you know, go 11 games with Mac Jones and it looks like you're competing again to get back in the playoffs with Bailey Zappi slash Mac Jones. I still got to give him the the nod, best coach in the league, winning games with fucking Joe Judge and Patricia as your offensive coaches. Pretty impressive. But Andy's right behind him now and established himself like with Mahomes as an absolute behemoth, literally and figuratively. Uh, just a monster of a man, great man, dominant coach. And I mean, guy, they have, you're beating a team that has the coaching advantage and has the quarterback advantage. That's, that's always a good win, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think time uh, we'll see. Um, I think Kansas city probably ends up being better in two months than they are today. Right. I mean, they're four and two. Um, they've played some good teams. Uh, you know, they played Buffalo last week and, Obviously had a shot. Buffalo looks like the team to beat right now, at least in the AFC. And Kansas City, uh, I'm just looking at them right now. They're plus 30 overall in points. Like, they just got – Juju is new. My my bet is going to be that Kansas City is going to be better in a month than they are today. That's well, my bet. They started 3-4 and four last year and were hosting the AFC Championship game. You're saying that's what they do. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> yeah. bet. Yeah. Guy, they were leading that Bills game until Josh led them on a game-winning drive. Right. You know. Like they, they are like you told me last week. And I would imagine a lot of people thought this, whether you were watching the Niner game or other games in the morning, that game did not feel very relatable to the, all the other games of the day, right? Like the level in which those two quarterbacks are the teams, the feel of the eye test. Right? It's the best game you can get in the NFL right now are those two. I, right. Herbert might be as talented, but his team is not on the level with those teams. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, they're not on that level yet. That is the best game you can get because those two quarterbacks could match each other. If you played 17 quarters, those guys could just play with one another. And two of the best home field games you can get, right? Either in Buffalo or in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're just, very good coaches. One's an offensive coach, one's a defensive coach. They're, they're just collegiate like atmospheres, you know? And that's just, listen, like, it's an advantage playing at home at Levi's, but it's not close to that, right? It's not close to Buffalo. It's just, it's just not. So it's, it's weird, right? It's a huge advantage. I would say just for the Niners not to be at Kansas city, like this game to be at home, but it's not because they have some huge home field advantage, right? It's more just to avoid playing at Kansas city and the noise and operating. I mean, it was, it was hard it was clearly difficult. Now I would say Jimmy has his feet under him a little bit now and is playing pretty good football, but it was difficult at Denver, right? Just the noise, the intensity, just hard to communicate. And Atlanta got kind of loud, even though it was probably, 
you know, 60, 40 split Atlanta Niner. Like maybe it's just, I had a buddy you know, who was at the game. He's one of the most popular people alive. Cause you just hear his fucking name. Scream. Well, I had a buddy at the game, Pat. And I was like, you know, I texted him. Cause I'm like the loudest it was when juice got the ball. Cause you, like you just said, like you always, that's always the kind of barometer. Juice! Like, juice the ball. Everyone goes to juice. Uh, I, but I was texting with him on Monday. Just like, what was it like? And he said, pretty dead. He said Falcons fans. He's like, it was a pretty dead environment. The Niners fans were definitely louder, but it was a pretty dead environment. It felt like a dead environment. Look, all wins are not created equal. Your divisional wins matter a lot. Um, and then obviously your conference wins matter, but beating Kansas city, I think, while it would make you four and three, not all four and threes are the same. And as bad as the Niners' losses have been, beating Kansas City would just at least be a representation of, okay, we're not crazy. This can be one of the best teams in the NFL. They've had some bad losses, but if you beat Kansas City, it just allows everyone to kind of understand, believe, like, yes, you can still do special things. You just got to keep it together, especially, and we'll talk about health, because they should be healthier this week it makes health feel like a little more of a legitimate reason or excuse for some of their losses. Um, But part of the reason you get so much credit for beating the chiefs is because it's so hard to beat the chiefs. Like you may not beat them. They're the chiefs and their quarterback. One thing that helps this week would be a major, major issue because it doesn't look like, did he change his name or does he just wants to be called Mooney? Like, I just, I feel, I like calling him Charvarius. Just wants to be called Mooney. That's just okay. His so his name is Charvarius. Yeah. Okay. So Charvarius with Tyreek not being on the team, if he's going to be out, I mean, he's not practicing all week. Like I'm expecting him not to play. I would say that's a pretty big swing. The chiefs don't really like you remove him. Like they would have no, they'd be fucked. You know, Lenore and Womack and these guys chasing around with no Mosley chasing around Tyreek. You agree? Like we'd be going, is he got like a 15 catch game coming up? Yeah. Just having like what they rely on, which is still very solid that they are not as explosive on offense, but at wide receiver, it ain't the same. Uh, I feel better about rolling some of these randos out because Mahomes still going to get his. And they're still going to make plays. But I, to me, if you told me, Tyreek was about to have uh, the the San Antonio tweeted last night that Jamal Charles was at the game. And the first thing I think of is like, I witnessed him score five touchdowns. And then I went back and watched the highlights. Four of the five touchdowns were untouched pass plays. Three were screens and one was like a wheel route. Untouched. like a di- and, and half of them were 50 plus yards. No one touched them. That's kind of what would get scary about like with Jimmy Ward being out, who fung always in the box. It would be a disastrous matchup with Tyreek. Yeah. But now with him removed and you're just playing the Juju's, I feel a little bit better. Because yeah. one thing they want to do, like watching the Chiefs the last couple weeks, Clyde's had a weird career, right? It was like he was awesome that one year at LSU. Then he the, the Chiefs take him in the first round. Kind of been hit or miss. Early this year, it was like, guys, not looking good again. And I feel like he's been coming on a little bit. And then the dude they drafted in the seventh round from Rutgers, Pacheco, who like runs. Mahomes says it looks like he he's stomping the ground when he runs. He runs really hard. Number 10 has actually looked pretty good. And McKinnon, who Andy and Kyle probably have just both loved since he like came out of college draft 10 years ago, uh, does play for them. Like Andy will, and this is going to be interesting this week, like a kind of a nerdy football thing. No coach throws more screens or like it's like a huge part of like his offense. Like what's Andy's philosophy throwing the ball like screen passes are 
Well, what do screen passes kind of neutralize? A pass rush. Just whoosh. And I know this, the wide nine, Kaseric thing, it's not technically the wide nine like it once was, but like same philosophical beliefs. We won gap and we get up field. Well, what do you do? Throw a little fucking screen passes. Get ready for screen passes this week. McVay kind of did it for a minute against the Niners, but like it's not really like what he wants to do. And he will run screen passes all game long. Get ready for screen passes, but but it's not like you can tell your defensive lineman, well, we're going to take one step and read. like That, that ain't their philosophy. Big Fred well, Warner game. Yeah, Warner, Greenlaw, Hufunga. Hufunga, who does look like, I know as we started this podcast Thursday, I saw Mayoko tweet Hufunga's out there with his helmet on at practice, going through drills and stretching. You so. just got to, one thing the Chiefs, I heard someone say this, have been bad at, part of this Willie Gay, who was back off his vacuum cleaner suspension. You see that? He like, <laughs> something happened with a vacuum cleaner like a year ago, like he broke his girlfriend's vacuum cleaner. Oh. And cops were called, but nothing really happened. But he got suspended for some games. And their linebacker play is much better than it was early on, like when Mahomes started in their defense. Like they're really fast. They do, they do, they miss a lot of tackles because they're kind of playing out of control. And one thing the Niners do have is guys that just are pretty natural in the open field. Like this game's kind of a pretty good, like nerdy football game. Like D'Amico versus, versus Andy, Kyle versus Spagnola. Can the Niners slow down Mahomes at all? Can Jimmy kind of keep humming? This defense is, I mean, Chris Jones, every time I've watched Chiefs, looks fucking awesome. I, you know, Burford, Brendel, and Banks, pretty good matchup there in the middle. Like, if I'm Chris Jones, I'm kind of licking my lips, right? Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, for me, the Jimmy thing, here's the one thing I know because I've watched the Chiefs. I see it, John. They line up offsides once or twice a game. Somebody's got his helmet in the neutral, like beyond the neutral zone. I'm telling you, it happens every game. If I was Kyle, I'd be on those referees. Somebody on the Chiefs is going to line up with their fucking face mask in the other team's backfield. It happens every week. Um, but I think this is a big Jimmy test game. Like the Niners have made a lot of mistakes in their past game. Some of them have been Jimmy's fault. Some of them have not been Jimmy's fault. Last week, a couple of drops, specifically drops. Obviously, you had some penalties. The penalty from Brendel that wiped out, even though some would argue it was a bad call, that wiped out the IU catch. But the Ray Ray McLeod drop was a was a huge play. You, you, you cannot miss those chances against the Chiefs and win. You know how I know? Because you can't beat the Falcons with those mistakes. So I know you can't beat the Chiefs with those mistakes. And I do think there's been a lot of this, Jimmy's playing well, Jimmy's playing well, Jimmy's playing well. I agree. Jimmy has been playing well. But as I said on Sunday, I don't think he's playing quite as well as everyone. He just we know what he is. We know. What I, think, he is. I think I think for the most part, people are just saying he's playing winning football. OK, that I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, He's but, not. He's not a liability for the last couple of games. Th- that is true. I, I don't I, I think Jimmy is a is a good quarterback. So I don't think he is a liability. But in a game like this, you just. Unless you're going to take the ball away from Mahomes or score a touchdown on defense, you can't afford to drop a deep shot because you're not going to take as yeah. many deep shots as Mahomes. Like this is the game when you want an eight an eight minute sixteen play drive. You just want to take take up more than fifty yards, but you want you know like th- that stuff is useful in this game. Um, but I I do think Garoppolo he's got to at least maintain that level of good football that he's played. And and look, the throw to Ray Ray was great. The throw to Ayuk that was those were great throws. Those were you don't get that Jimmy throw every week. So that's, you know, I can, I can live with a pick if you do some of those other things because I agree. guys throw picks, whatever. Um, but um, Patrick will throw them. 
Yeah, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick does some crazy shit. He, he also could easily throw three or four touchdowns. You know, with his eyes closed in a half. Didn't we? It was another Raider game. I think they scored. Oh yeah, it was four touchdowns in a quarter. I think it was like uh, Patrick's clay moment. Remember what game? Against the Raiders at the Coliseum, either Pat's first or second year starting, he threw four touchdowns in the quarter. Remember that? 28 points, one quarter. I can't keep track of all the things the Chiefs have done to the Raiders, John. <laughs> that, that's one that sticks out in my mind. Uh, good news for the 49ers. It looks like Nick Bosa is trending towards playing. It looks like Trent Williams is going to play. Uh, Jimmy Ward's out there with a club on, as we said, who fungus trending. Jason Verrett. When Kyle Shanahan went through the injuries on Wednesday, somebody said, what about Verrett? And Shanahan's response was, well, he what?" because, you know, Shanahan starts by listing all the hurt guys. Didn't mention Verrett. Someone's like, well, what about Verrett? He's like, well, I didn't say his name, so good to go. Um, what that means exactly, I don't know. We'll see. But the good news for the 49ers is they are healthier than they than they were going into last week. As we saw last week, things happened during games. But um, good news. I mean, this is... When Trent Williams went out, this was the game you circled. Can he be back by this game? You know the problem, and it, you really felt it in Atlanta? When you're missing about 10 good players, you are just naturally could, at any moment in an NFL game, get a couple injuries, and then all of a sudden you're down even more starters, right? And that's what happened in Atlanta. Like, they were already so behind the eight ball. So the moment uh, something someone falls on, you know, uh, McGlinchey's leg and Hufunga gets cracked in the head. It's like, damn, we were already missing guys, and now we're missing McGlinchey and Hufunga, which, you know, I think it's fair to say McGlinchey's injury is kind of serious. Like, he hasn't practiced. He hasn't been around. Like, he's that could be multiple weeks, but the bye is right around the corner. I, I would say, on the positive, Trent Williams and Nick Bosa are your two best players. Pound for pound, your best players on your team. Trent Williams is the best overall player on their offense, despite having Debo Samuel. And clearly, Nick Bosa is probably just even Trent said like the guy's one of the best players in the league. I mean, he was saying that during training camp. Uh, so that's always huge. One thing that's pretty concerning, and I know they just waved the white flag on Kinlaw, which is probably easier to do given just his long history, and they just know Armstead is just like I think this is. I, I don't want to go lost season yet, but it's starting to feel like is his season just kind of going to be a disaster with his foot in terms of not being able to play? And that's a pretty big loss. Like he's a pretty he takes their team and he did last year defensively. He just makes everything he's a big key. Like ultimately, Kinlaw, we were banking on like Kinlaw's never really played, you know. Like Armstead's been six, seven years, and definitely these last three or four, really turning into a high-end player, you know, and that's kind of got me concerned of like, now I guess on the positive, they're not putting him on injury reserve or whatever, and maybe they're just giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's he's a durable guy, that it's just maybe just needs some time, but it's hard to give their doctors the benefit of the doubt at this rate. I mean, that, they're not always right, even though Stanford's right around the corner, a little bizarre. Uh, you know, I think the, the Armstead thing, when you go back a couple of weeks, remember it was they thought maybe he'd be able to go in a game but that it wasn't better a couple days later. They tried him out pregame, I think, and there was no change. And I don't know if they're doing that every week, trying him out pregame. Certainly doesn't feel that way. I mean, once he stops practicing, you're not going to suddenly put him in a game on a Sunday after a Sunday morning workout. But it's, you know, I plantar fasciitis 
to me, has always been one of the more, and I put groins in this category too. So it's good to see Bosa back and not everything has the same degree of injury, but I'd say plantar fasciitis has always felt to me to be one of the more unpredictable kind of long-term or at least drawn out kind of injuries. I wonder if they had one and were four and two, if they would push Bosa for this game. Yeah. Or, or at least if it wasn't the chiefs, maybe that's a great question because if you would just, just the numbers four and two, you feel a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then I'd be a little concerned. If it's not Bosa's just back because he's ready to go. If it's Bosa's back because we kind of need him. Now, maybe last week was Bosa's not back yet, and part of it is we're playing on turf. But if it's yeah. Bosa's back because we need him, that's but a isn't little that, bit it's weird. I mean, that's kind of the nature of football. If a guy goes, I'm healthy enough to go, or I'm close enough, you usually just go sure. in football. Yes, but you, I, you know, I don't know. You you you're gonna need him a lot. The rest, like you need yeah. him the rest of the year. You can't you can't have him compromised all season if it's if it's not especially worth it. with that injury. If you told me he had like some shoulder thing, okay, right? Like ah, you know, he doesn't have the rotation in his right arm that he normally has, but he's gonna get through the season with it, and then he'll get surgery after the year. If you said that, that's one thing. But his groin, I don't. I hear you. I don't know. But he's playing. So, you know, and Trent's playing. Like, that's a big deal to have those guys back. And Jimmy Ward out there with a club, Hufunga back. Like, don't, Jason don't, Brett, I, you know, if Ward is out, which I mean, I think it's fair to say that Ward ain't playing this game. Charvarius. Charvarius. I mean, next week, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. These guys, I mean, Lenore, Womack, they got no chance to cover Cooper Cup. I mean, none. But does that, like, can you beat them if Cooper Cup has 10 for 180? Well, yeah, I mean, I would expect, like, 17 for two. But, but, I mean, can you still beat them? That'd be the question. Becomes a little harder down there. What do you have last time? He had a good game against him, 12 or whatever. Yeah. I saw, did you see the thing that went, not viral, but, um, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey re- uh, not renegotiated his contract. He moved up, uh, cleared up some cap space. Because yeah. he was like, oh, yeah, they called. They're like, uh, do you want all your money right now? And he was like, yeah, okay, I'll do all my money right now. Yeah. Did you see that clip of him and Jason? Yeah, because they, I mean, the rumors are they're going to get Odell Beckham. But I heard one, uh, like a Chiefs reporter say, yeah, maybe they're getting Odell. Also, they only had $400,000 in cap space. So just making a move from the practice squad to the active roster was going to be tight. Like they had no cap space. They had $400,000. In cap space. How much did he give them? Did you, did you see the number? I didn't see the number. No. Gotcha. So it was just getting hard to do business. It was getting hard to do business. Now maybe it's for Odell, but I also it, think it, it, it would, I would imagine it also just frees you up to talk trades with other teams. It just gives you some, you know, if it's several million dollars, Four hundred thousand dollars. Chiefs, Chiefs living dangerously. <laughs> Three million in cap space created for them. Says Scott on the stream, and he's like, uh, "Let's let's bring up uh, Billy the you know for special teams against the Niners." Beach is like, "You know, we're not going to be able to do that. Uh, <laughs> we can bring Billy up. Hold on, we just got to renegotiate. We just got to add five years to Mahomes' contract. Yeah, we're we're negative three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars going into this game, and the it's a hard cap too. So we yeah. got to do. Andy, something. can you float me two million dollars? <laughs> Can we take it out of the coach's salary pool, maybe? 
John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at Indeed. Every deep playoff run starts with building an amazing team. Doing the same for your business doesn't take a room full of scouts. See, scouts are overrated. You just need Indeed. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you got to make every dollar count. So use Indeed.com slash ham to start hiring today. Indeed.com slash ham where you, when you sponsor a job, post you only pay for quality applications from resumes in the database that match your job description yep don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when all you can do it all with indeed here's the thing guy virtual interviews think how key that is indeed saves you time you can message schedule and interview top talent all in one place they find the skills you are looking for specifically so not sending out this general query you're finding specific skills for specific people you find them on indeed you interview them build your company start making more money indeed.com slash ham indeed.com slash ham join over three million businesses worldwide that use indeed to hire great talent fast in the minute we've been talking 16 hires were made on uh, on indeed according to indeed data worldwide Think about that. And when you sponsor the job, you're three times more likely to get a hire. Indeed.com slash ham to start hiring right now. That's indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. You need to hire. You need. Indeed. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year. Plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer. When you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the game time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code Ham, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, all right. I saw this today. This out. The Niners actually put this out in their uh, pregame game notes. The most sacks among rookies in the NFL so far this year. Drake Jackson, three. Aiden Hutchinson, three. Okay. Yeah, all right. That's, th- those are good numbers. But uh, let's dive a little deeper into these numbers, John. Let's go to pro football focus. Oh, my friends. This is organized by total pressures. By rookie defensive ends. Okay. For those of you listening, I'll read you the list. George Karloftis, number one, 17 pressures. Aiden Hutchinson, 15. Arnold Ebeketi. I can never say his name from the Falcons. I think today's the first time I tried. Uh, Trayvon Walker, the Jags, Kayvon Thibodeau. They're tied with 12. Drake Jackson is sixth among rookie ends with eight pressures. And Sam Williams is uh, seventh. Sam Williams of Ole Miss. Um, and uh, the Cowboys has seven pressures. Like, all right, well, that's a total number. But look at this column. If you're looking, the pass rush snaps, Drake Jackson's only got 85 of them. Karloftis has 191 of them. Aiden Hutchinson has 170 of them. So let's go to percentage then. The percentage of pressures. And Drake Jackson is number one. Again, he's got fewer snaps, 85 pass rush snaps. He's averaging uh, 7% pressures. So that's number one, Sam Williams, two, Kayvon, three, Jermaine Johnson, four. And I think what's interesting when you look at these numbers is what what you're paying for this amount of pressure, right? Drake Jackson was the 61st pick in the draft. So he signed a four-year, $6 million contract. Trayvon Walker was the number one pick, $37 million. Aiden Hutchinson was the number two pick, $38 million. Kayvon Thibodeau was the number five pick, $31 million. Even beyond those like top, top name brand guys, Jermaine Johnson, the 26th pick from Florida State for the Jets. Karloftis, who's on the Chiefs, 30th pick from Purdue. Uh, The Falcons, Arnold Ebikiti, 38th pick. He was from uh, Penn State ahead of Drake. Sam Williams, 56th pick at Ole Miss. He was ahead of Drake Jackson. So Drake Jackson played half as many snaps as Hutchinson. And um, has half as many pressures and the same number of sacks for like a sixth of the cost. Well, one thing that makes Drake a little unique is, and we talked about the reason he, you know, fell to that spot. Because usually, I I don't know much about Sam Williams' story. Like, because I would lump him. I mean, him and Drake went within four picks of each other. I would say that's the best bang for your buck right now. Those two fucking guys. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Now, Sam Williams is bigger than Drake Jackson, but... 
I'll have to do some texting around, like, what was his deal coming out? I mean, Drake Jackson was viewed as a first-round pick going into his junior season. He's a first-round talent. He just changed his weight. The scheme changed. It got weird at USC. But no one ever disputed, like, him and Kayvon were talked about going into that final season as two blue-chip type guys, right? Now, Kayvon's team was really good. Kayvon's longer. But if you can be as productive as three guys that went in the top five of the draft at, you know, let's face it, you could say they're equals, tackle, like offensive tackle and pass rusher. I I would give the slight edge to a pass rusher. I think if all things are equal, you take the pass rusher over the tackle. Now, depending on what how your team's built, but if you're just starting from scratch, quarterback's clearly number one. I think a large majority of teams would have pass rusher first. Like, you would just you're just more likely to get impact guys. Like there are only so many Trent Williams in the league. Now, maybe you could argue if you ever get an opportunity, you got to do it. But ultimately my point is in this draft, it was so fast and furious. And then, like you said, the money you have to pay the top guys and Bosa falled under that too, right? He was the second overall pick. He's made a shitload of cash. I'd rather pay $38 million to the best pass rusher in the league. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying those guys are bad deals. No, no, no. But your point is, it's like they're getting Drake Jackson at the level in which he's playing. I, I think the last couple of weeks is kind of coming on. It feels like you're noticing him a lot more. He's getting more and more comfortable. Um, Sam Williams, clearly. I mean, like I think him and Drake Jackson, Sam Williams both benefit from being just on high level defenses. So it's like you can do specific things, rush the passer, get after it. You know, that really helps. Like ultimately, Nick Bosa is asked to do it all. Right. When he's on the field, right? Play the run, be consistent. And I would say the other three guys drafting the top five to be, you know, all around players. Kayvon missed a couple weeks, right? Because of the injury on that. I guess it was on that cut block, right? In the preseason. Mm-hmm. And it, but he's, I gotta give him credit. He looks better than I thought he would look. He had the game, uh, what do you have? A game winning strip sack? Uh, it was pass block to Rodgers. Oh, okay. You know, I, I haven't watched that much Lions football, but. You know, if, if the 49ers are getting high-level play out of Drake Jackson, we talked about it coming in. Like, this is why it's borderline impossible for him to win the rookie of the year. Like, let's say he gets seven, eight sacks. Well, if Kayvon ends up with eight, two, like, he's just getting it. The, the momentum of being the top pick, and if the team's good, you know, it's – I would say it already feels like he's in the mix. And well, if the Cowboys has a guy that – how many sacks does uh, Sam Williams have a sack? Um, no, no. Now, now what I have up on the screen right now, for those of you watching are PFFs numbers, they actually have Drake with four sacks. Oh yeah. They don't, they kind of have their own numbers. They have their own, which I think remember wasn't, didn't him and Bosa get it on a sack and they took it away from Drake or I I remember there was a play like that a few weeks ago, but, um, you know, I, I think you said it, it's, there's something to be said for when you're drafted in the second round, you're not being asked to be cave on or Aiden Hutchinson. So you, you know, Drake is on Drake Jackson's on the field in in situations where he can get a sack and with other guys who who get a lot of attention. And so it's a great spot for him. But that's great. You know why? Because he needs to be developed. This is part of the deal with getting a guy. As Scott said on the chat, if I were Drake, I'd be pissed at Clay Helton for playing for for playing me out of position. It cost me 10 to 15 million dollars. I don't know if you've seen, by the way, that Clay Helton's offense is like one of the top offenses in the country at Georgia Southern. But yeah, I mean, if he were just getting ready for the NFL for the last three years, where would he have been drafted? I, I don't know, but it wasn't going to be 61. No, that, but that, ha- I mean, sometimes though, 
and he's lucky because it could also lead you to, you know, end up going in the second round. You could also end up at a shitty team. Like he's in a pretty good spot that could lead him to a lot of cash. Totally. Yep. Now you're right. There's no guarantee in the sport of football, you know, being the 17th pick or 22nd pick just guarantees you that four year deal, the fifth year option. You get to work off that for your next contract. There are a lot of benefits on that. Like ultimately, you know, once got into an argument, over a specific player who's a pass rusher who is a big time player now. If I said his name, I mean, I think we all agree he's a top six, seven player at his position. But the thing that he doesn't have in the negotiating, uh, when he negotiates his contract as a non first round pick, is that fifth year option gets factored in. Like when guys, when quarterbacks argue over the franchise tag, like that's just, that's guaranteed money. So he's like, well, you know, I got 20 million or 30 million. That's where the negotiations start where when you're a second to seventh round pick and you become a stud, that number's zero. Yeah. Like you don't get the fifth year option and the franchise tag. So you kind of get the double dip. You just get, well, you franchise tag me instead of the fifth year option and the franchise tag. Right. Right. So it's, it's why drafting it's why hitting on players past the first round is an incredible deal. It always is. There, there is nothing like it. You're, you're basically obligated from your fan base, your owner, the general manager, like, you better hit on your first round picks, but you also better nail some, you know, at minimum 30% of your picks post pick 32 because those deals are just, they are, it's honestly why the Rams are kind of fucked because you can't consistently give up. Not, it's one thing to give up first round picks. Like, you honestly could not have a first round pick every year. And still build a very good team if you already have sweet players on your team. But like, I can't go every single year. Like, I haven't had a second round pick for three straight years, which most people think is the best deal in the league because a lot of times you can get first round talents at second round wages. And then let's face it, like historically, there are a ton of good players that go from pick like sixty to like ninety. Right. Also, isn't there kind of a thinking sometimes that you're getting second round talents at first round wages halfway through the first round? Yeah. John Schneider would tell you that. Yeah, John Schneider would, yeah. Which is a fact too, right? Like ultimately, I think the number you... of the number of first round picks is set every year. The number of first round worthy players is not. Like I bet Veach would tell you, listen, we really like Karlovskis. Uh we, we had to use the pick. We weren't able to trade back. We would have loved to get him at 35 and not 30. Sure. Right. Right. No. Just for reference, and again, not a shot at Aiden Hutchinson at all. This year, Drake Jackson makes a million. Aiden Hutchinson makes he got twenty. You got a signing bonus. I got twenty four million. Well, I was listening to Anthony Slater with that's one twenty fourth, John. <laughs> well, I was listening to Slater with Rosillo talking about the Draymond situation, and you know, Rosillo can't quite wrap his head around like they wait. They're really going to get rid of Draymond. And he's like, well, yeah, they kind of have to. Like they don't. You know, he's really the only salary slot. Like they can't of the three guys they extended two of them. Even in theory, like if they extend Draymond, they can't keep all these guys on the team. And have a $500 million payroll. And he's like, the one sneaky problem that no one talks about, and we'll see how good this guy ends up being, is James Wiseman next year makes $12 million. I think sometimes you forget, like, when you're drafted really high in basketball and football, you don't make, like, if you become really sweet, like Anthony Edwards, who ultimately it's pretty clear Anthony Edwards is going to be like a $30, $40 million player. But even right now, he's making like 10. Why? You know, it's not, he's not making like one. So the gap between, like Trevor Lawrence, like, yeah, it's pretty clear Trevor Lawrence probably going to get a big second deal, but it's not like Trevor Lawrence makes nothing now. If you said Aiden Hutchinson got $38 million, 
what was Trevor got 39 or I mean, he was the number one overall pick guaranteed five-year deal. He doesn't make nothing. It's why like when ultimately Amari Cooper's and the Cleo Max and Nick Bosa's get that second deal, they've actually already made a lot of cash, you know, like ultimately you, you have pretty bad to, to make less. You're not, that's not happening. 100%. It's why the holdouts like, yeah, Aaron Donald could hold out back to back years. It's like, well, he was the 11th pick. Now he didn't make, Stupid, stupid money, but he's still got a $16 million. He's you not know? relying on. Like you did the math for Debo. It's like, yeah. you know, Debo's actually only made three and a half million dollars. Right. right. Amari's like, yeah, I made that. Uh, my, my signing bonus when I was the fourth pick in 2016 was 17. Yeah. Right? I don't know what, um, how much money you have to have in the bank to not blink an eye at what a private jet, jet costs. But I'm pretty sure you need more than $3 million. You know what I'm saying? Depends how far you're going, yeah. Well, I just mean like you don't have to think twice about a twenty to fifty thousand dollar flight. Well, think about this. When Trey Lance was drafted by the 49ers, I don't know if it's it, it'd be after you sign your contract. I, I think you get it within two weeks of after signing the contract. And I'm pretty sure he signed his contract right before training camp. He got a signing bonus, a signing bonus of twenty-two million dollars. Now, this the signing bonus is part of his $34 million contract. So 22 of the 34. So when you do see... So, it's, next year he made, so this year he's making whatever, he's making six or eight or whatever it is. Exactly. But it's actually amortized over the cap. Like he did receive 22 of his 34 in, in the, you know, uh, way of a, of a one-time direct deposit. Not the bag. I, I hate that term. He did not get a bag. He's paying taxes on this money. It was wired. Bags are now taxed. No, they're not. Bag tax. <laughs> the problem is like... Unless you're in your bag. That's something else. Yeah, you couldn't do anything with a $22 million bag. Right? Because banks, you know, they you got to show proof after like 10 Gs. You just... It, it'd actually be pretty worthless. You couldn't even buy cars. Yeah. Where are you hiding that money? Well, Pablo would say bury it. Which, you know, now you're getting no interest. Exactly. And Pablo would say, well, when you got $7 billion of cash, like, do you really care that much about interest? Well, are rats eating it? Yeah. Or worms Pablo getting it? Why well, I was able to give some to the bank. They're a little more corrupt back in the 60s. Yeah, yeah I ran the bank. So. <laughs> I threatened the bank manager. I told him we'd be breaking windows if he didn't take my money. Yeah, you know, you, you hang his wife out the uh, out of skyscraper, you know, he'll 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 accept your cash. All right, that's right, <laughs> sir. Uh, you know, one thing that's cool about this game, I feel like if if um you know maybe the Niners were four and two or something, it'd be more of a conversation. Although I saw Dre Green like I'd asked what's the difference between Kittle and Kelsey, and he said, Well, Kittle blocks. Um, but the tight these two guys specifically, wide receivers are popular because wide receivers are popular, quarterbacks are popular because quarterbacks are popular. Tight ends have to do a lot of their own promotion. And I'd say Kittle is number one on the tight end promotion list. Being a tight end matters to George Kittle. And Kelsey's very high on that list too. Like he, is, I, I'd put him as a promotional animal as well. Yes, promotional animal slash poster boy, right? Like he is yeah. actively a promoter and he's a poster boy for it. And so you know this game. Now I know you know Kittle will. If you told Kittle you're going to win this game and you'll have one catch for eight yards, and Kelsey will have what was the number? What was the day he had the other day against the Raiders? Like four catches, four touchdowns. Seven catches, four touchdowns. I think it was. It was he like definitely had, he definitely had four touchdowns. Yeah, but it was like five <laughs> catches or something yeah, crazy. Yeah. And K- Kelsey will have that, and Kittle, you'll just 
you know, run game and whatever. You'll have two pancake blocks. Kittle, I do believe Kittle, George would take that. I do believe George would take that. Slareth, and I think sometimes analysts say during the game, like they take pride, especially the former offensive lineman. Like Kittle will tell us in these meetings, like he's cool, like when they're running it down people's throats and he's part of it. Yeah. Like he views that as doing, you know, it's part of the culture. And you would also say like, he grew up in a culture at Iowa of not exactly scoring 40 a game, right? Like he's, you know, his football philosophy from a college and NFL player, even though he's a fantastic player with the ball in his hands, like philosophically, like the coaches he's been around, Kirk Ferentz and now Kyle, running the football has led to a lot of success in both collegiate and the NFL, not just for him, but I mean for his teams, right? Like the way in which they play. Yes. And he once told us, you and me specifically, that he thought he was on the show. He was on the show. Each of those guys owed him a million dollars the following year when TJ Hawkinson and uh, Noel Fant uh, got, you know, drafted. Hawkinson was eighth and Fant was like 20. So remember, Kittle went fifth round. Kelsey went third. Now, Kelsey had suspended for a year of school. (laughs) He had some, he had some red flags. Even though so did his brother Jason, and I would say Jason and Travis are viewed as like all-time champion foxhole guys now, right? Yeah. Having some so red it, flags doesn't mean you're not a good teammate. Well, Kittle had red flags. I mean, I, I don't think Kittle was viewed as – it's weird. Like, he takes a lot of pride in Iowa now and goes back. I don't think him and Iowa, when they left, he was viewed as like the Iowa program and him were in love with each other. Oh, Maybe really? Kittle liked them, but I don't know if they loved him. Seven catches for 25 yards and four touchdowns was uh, Kelsey's line. Thank you, Chris, in the uh, Raider game. Uh, but to your point earlier, it's now, I mean, Kelsey is, you know, he's sixth in the league in catches. He's got 41 catches. Uh, Tyreek Hill not being on this team changes a little bit, right? Tyreek's second in the league in catches. Would you say way. non-quarterback? Because it's not even fair to compare quarterbacks. Kelsey, he Kelsey and Kittle are two of the more famous players in the NFL? Yeah. Kelsey leads the league in touchdowns. Kittle does not have one this year. Receiving t- receiving touchdowns. How many touchdowns does Kelsey have? Seven. Yeah, I guess you get four in one game. Four in one game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say those are two of the more famous players in the NFL. Absolutely. I feel like George is, you know, Debo has entered the chat. Uh, but, you know, over the last, however, hand, you know, eight games, the playoffs, and then this year. But I feel like George before Debo really entered the chat last year was the Niners, like most famous player with the casual, like George Kittle. More famous than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm saying not quarterbacks. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, I would agree with that. See, it's not, see you just, it's not even a fair comparison, right? Jimmy's not, Jimmy's not even a top 10 player on his own team. Yet he is infinitely more famous than everyone. Cause every chick knows him. Yeah. It's not a fair comparison. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy like people know like if you went to a girl and asked them about Patrick Mahomes they might bring up oh what's up with his wife and his brother right it's just they would know like family dynamics of quarterbacks like what's up with Garoppolo is single still you know it's, it's kind of crazy how much you end up knowing about quarterbacks oh yeah Josh Allen's dating that girl from Fresno State maybe I just know that I read an article on it actually like Within this, year. Aaron Judge's wife is from Fresno State too. Josh, I read an article on Josh Allen's girlfriend, maybe his fiance. Now, they grew up, must have been in similar towns. 
they dated really briefly. She thought he didn't like her. So they kind of went their separate ways. She went to Fresno State. She was dating a guy. Josh Allen was beloved by her family. It was either like a graduation party or some college party that like parents were involved. Invited. Josh showed up to the deal. She's dating someone else. Sees him by this point in time. He's either at Wyoming or maybe the junior college. So he's probably bigger. And they just hit it off. She dumps her boyfriend either that day or the next day. And then they've been dating ever since. She said that when we rekindled, the guy I was dating stood no chance. I would say she made the right move. It's quite a quote to like have that guy give that quote to have that quote given about you, you know, that would suck. You know, like it'd be easier if it was like Josh Allen was Bill's superstar quarterback, Josh Allen. You'd be like, yeah, gold digger. You know what are you, you going to do, man? Never stood a chance. I think it's easier to swallow though. Like if you just get kicked to the curb and she just ends up dating some dude in real estate, who's a scumbag. You're like, fuck, I mean, what was I not doing? Right. It's not, like but that guy's not giving Josh Allen. What? But that real estate guy isn't giving an interview. She's not giving an interview. Well, I understand that, but at least That's like the part is that deep it, down, you're just like deeding this loser scumbag, like high character, superstar NFL quarterback. And look, sometimes people just you're meant to break up. You weren't meant to be. But I'm just saying, if that interview gets done in like you know commercial real estate illustrated, no one's no one's ever coming up to you about it. It doesn't. No, no. <laughs> so I didn't know. Was he a Padre fan? Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I know that he, you know, him and Sam Darnold are good buddies. They spend their off seasons in LA with Jordan. I wonder if he just got invited. I mean, I think they have a house in LA. He bought one as part of this article. They spend their, you know, a lot of time in Los Angeles. So maybe they just fired down the, the uh, power and light district and took in the game. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> Those of you watching. There maybe she is. I mean, I don't feel you you spent more time there than me. Did you meet that many Padre fans that are from the Valley? Uh, I mean, mean, no, from the Valley? No, not from the Valley. But you and I always talk. There's, you meet a lot of Padre and Charger, a lot of Charger fans. Yeah, but they're from San Diego. To me, if you grew up in the Valley, you're like Laker Dodger guy, you're Giant Niner guy, you are not. You you just don't meet many like yeah I grew up in Salinas love the fucking Chargers <laughs> you know it's like no it's like they like the Trojans feels like it stops in L A yeah maybe he was I'd give him credit if he's like you know all my buddies were Dodger fans just kind of rooted for the Padres yeah could have been I mean could have been were they cool at that point not really he wasn't around for like their I mean you know he no, wasn't, he wasn't watching like Ken Caminiti and and like, uh, oh, Tony Gwynn it was Randy Myers. <laughs> Loved Hoffman out of the pen, even though in the picture Hoffman that I sent you. Cool. He was a base. Uh, he did play baseball, though, right, Josh Allen? I would imagine he threw gas. Yeah. So, uh, you think that one thing seeing these pictures and thinking back, you know, it was cool in theory, even though the television product was pretty shitty when Rodgers and Brady, like, Rodgers and Brady, like, really aren't relatable at all at this point. Now, technically, Josh and Patrick, I mean, they're making $45 million a year. Like, they actually aren't that relatable. But it does feel both of them still have a very, very relatable quality. I don't think there's any question about that. Tom kind of can still turn it on. It's getting harder and harder. I would um, say borderline might be gone at this point. Tom, Tom spent a lot of time crying about being a six-rounder, and I think that helped his relatability. You know, that Tom thinks of himself, or at least for a long time, thought of himself 
like really thought of himself as an underdog, right? But it always felt like like who became his best friend in his latter years, like Julian Edelman, seventh yeah. round pick, this blue collar guy. But even then you watch Julian Edelman, he's like dating models. Like how relatable is Jules at this point? You know, like a Verizon commercial. Yeah. Doing commercials left and right. You know? <laughs> but even Jules like does a pretty good job of kind yeah, of keeping think, like, you I could like drink just, a beer with Julian Edelman. Look, you know? I think there are people that are not rich that are also not relatable. You know what I mean? Like 100%. Just I, money thing. No, I mean, I, guy, I ran into a guy today in the gym. That was the biggest D-bag I've come across in a long time. It's like, this guy is just a D-bag. Shirt off. I mean, it, it was, you know, this where I'm at right now has its own gym, but it's big. Shirt off, making sounds, singing. kind Headphones of we, in, like singing loud, that type? Oh, yeah, headphones in, singing loud. We interact on one thing I was going to use. He kind of gave me like, yeah, you can use it. Then I just said, fuck this. His shoes are off for the, it's like, I, I just like, this guy was King D bag. And I, this guy could be poor rich. Who knows? But my point is like, it has nothing to do with money. It's just harder to relate when you start making $45 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I, I would imagine people that are on W2 salaries that aren't business owners, they got there has to be i mean are we talking under 500 people that make that much no no i'm like revenue generated from their business or stocks i'm just talking fucking salary less than 500 people in america i mean it's got to be a short list no ownership guaranteed None. salary yeah. no ownership that's why some buddy of mine was texting he's like why do you think draymond is so all in on lebron and my theory was well you know, LeBron's stated goal is to own a team. Does Draymond want to be part of that ownership group? Draymond would not be buying a team on his own, but, you know, LeBron is going to need some help too. I mean, they just are so expensive. I do think LeBron let him in on uh, that tequila, so maybe he's made him some money. I mean, I would say that he's gotten a clutch, maybe financially things we don't know about. He's made him some big-time cash on the side, and he just yeah. likes him. Yeah. I mean, are you speaking about Andre Iguodala basically saying that Draymond's slurping him? That was pretty weird. Like, you're going to talk to him after the game. Just You don't need to make plans now on the court in front of everybody. Felt like it was kind of defiant in front of everybody. I would say that reaction. I didn't have the greatest internet service when I clicked that. Was Andre sitting next to Steph Curry? Yeah. Yep. Uh, when you yep. watch that, it's hard to go. Yeah, Draymond's a lock to be around the whole year, isn't it? It is, you know, you just, the X factor is just how are they playing? Do they think they need him to win a championship? But what if they're playing well and he's not playing well? I, I would say universally, I was sent that video by six different people. A couple of them are like text chains. And not all of the people, these people are Warriors fans. Every single one of them sided with like Andre, Steph, like oh, this guy, this is a fucking weird deal, bro. Even if you hadn't seen the Andre thing, just that image of like walking onto the court to talk to LeBron. Did you see the score at the time was like 90 to 60. Very what are weird. we, what are we doing? Very weird. Uh, John, few notes, just things to keep in mind. Everybody, as you watch NFL this weekend, uh, Packers play the football team. Packers need to win that game to get the four and three command. Uh, bro. Uh, yep, exactly. Uh, Titans, Colts. Someone's going to get to four wins. Winner of that game. Chargers, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are three and three. I mean, go Seattle. 
<laughs> Chargers are four and two. Sunday night football, Steelers, Dolphins, like you said. Giants trying to get to six and one against the Jags, who are two and four. If the Jags lose that game, for all the Jags hype, you can't get hype anymore if you're two and five, right? Which is what they would be if they if they were to lose to the Giants at home. This game's in Jacksonville. Um, so there's a few notes. Now, uh, somebody asked us about our lock of the week. You want to just do that right here? We were going to make a separate video. We can just do it in the pod and give the pick. Yeah. So, folks, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this video, we'll just we gotta make a little one minute video. We'll give you the pick here in a second, but uh, we'll do it all all in one, so we can just get it all out together. A little, see how the sauces is made. Here we go. Three, two. John, time now for the lock of the week. Our lock of the week brought to you by DraftKings. Sign up with the code HAM with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Any $5 bet gets you $200 in free bets if your team wins. Guy, I don't like it. I absolutely love it. I don't know. Well, it. Can I guess it as you say it? Go. 3 2 1. You want to do 3 2 1? Yes. 3 2 1. Broncos. Broncos. Oh, I like it too. Uh, that line opened at Broncos minus seven. It's now, I think, Denver plus one against the Jets. That's insanity. I, I I like the Broncos to win this game. I would say pretty easily, even though they probably end up winning by seven, eight points. But I don't see how Zach Wilson moves the ball. Zach, they are winning games with Zach Wilson throwing for 100 yards. That that ain't happening against this defense. I think this defense guy is going to destroy. Jets are pretty solid. They got good players. Hard to run on the, on this Denver defense. And how are you throwing on him? Zach Wilson sure ain't. And you see Elijah Moore freaking out. Targets. They had to like send him home from practice. Reese Hall has been playing well. I did not see that Elijah Moore nugget. Um, well, I'd be mad too. The quarterback can't throw to him. Uh, right now, the uh, numbers on Zach Wilson, John, 56 com- uh, 56% completion percentage, one touchdown, two picks in three games. Yeah. Problem. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I like it. Uh, Who you got? UCLA plus six or six and a half at Oregon this week. I I was texting with Jeff Schwartz, who's a big Oregon guy. I said, I think a lot of people are in Oregon. He said he's seeing a lot of people on UCLA. Feels to me like a lot of people are picking Oregon because of the site. Um, I would say UCLA is the better all-around team so far this year. But here's the deal. Anyone who's watched the Pac-12, John, knows this. Washington 4-0 at home. Left home, lost twice. UCLA, USC kicking people's asses at home. Go to Oregon State and have to fight to beat Oregon State. Go to Utah, they lose. Going on the road, Utah on the road, UCLA lose. Florida lose. At home, beat USC. Going on the road in the Pac-12 this year has changed teams. Honestly, it's around the country. I mean, Alabama leaves home. Tennessee, 100,000 people. I mean, that's fucking tough. Yeah. Um, teams have been very different on the road than they have been at home this year. College, college kids, football. guy. College 19-year-olds. Uh, Georgia, different on the road. You know what Lou Holtz used to say? You got, a, you, you, you got a different team every week. To your point, college kids, different team every week. So there's a lot of reasons. I'm surprised that people are taking UCLA as much as they are because I think there's a lot of reasons to take Oregon. I actually do think UCLA is the better team, but Oregon's at home. 
I would take UCLA in the points. Huh? I would not. I, I, would, I would. I hate to say it. Uh, not the biggest chip guy, but I would have to agree. They've. I know they play nobody in the non-conference, like joke level, but they did look pretty good against Utah. And I mean, why they, they throttled and, Washington. And Washington. Th- those two games. Listen, I, I like most people. Their quarterback, I would have been out on. He has been remarkable. Seventy-five percent. He has. I think he's better than Bo Nix. You agree with that? Would you say is he the offensive player of the year in the conference so far? Would you be the leader? Um, Caleb be up there too. I think he probably won it. I'd vote for Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is third in the league in yards, has nineteen touchdowns and one interception this year. How many touchdowns DTR have running in? I think like uh, I think he's thrown like seventeen. He's run four. Maybe four picks. He's been phenomenal. And yeah, we got a ways to go, and they end up playing each other. But they've been the two best players in the conference. I would seventy-five percent completion rate. But here's the thing: he's ninth, uh, eighth in passing yards per game. DTR. So the yeah, I mean, it's, they're he's not been throwing really, really good. He's been really, really good. But you know, like Caleb's throwing, year, bo- Caleb's throwing bombs. Last year, people wanted like, what about Cam Rising? I was a part of. That. We had that conversation around the Pac-12, like, could Cam Rising be the Offensive Player of the Year? The problem was, and I felt this way last year about Cam, and I, I have to apply the same logic to DTR this year, Cam Rising was ninth in the league in passing yards per game. You just can't be the Offensive Player of the Year in your league if you're ninth in passing yards per game. I'm sorry. Um, now, if you, you know, Cam was a very, was a significant running threat, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson's a significant running threat. So, you know, that makes it complicated, but. Um, I thought DTR was a lock. He was going to have to change positions, and it still might end up coming to fruition. You know, kind of like an Antoine Randall L. But I think he's going to get some quarterback love right away. I mean, John, he's seventy-five percent completion percentage right now. Yeah, but you get to I know dunking that off. I know not all completion percentage is created equal, but still, I mean, now could he? Yeah, I mean, uh, could the Cardinals just draft him as like the in the third round? Uh, He'd fit he, that offense. He is. Uh, Sorry, fifteen touchdowns, two picks. That's the number plus four rushing. Get to throw a lot of wheel routes for Chip. Uh, yeah, I, what's funny is his yards per attempt is is number one in the league, nine point three. Yeah, Chip. But but part of that is, I I think the they scheme. they scheme some guys wide open. Um, but he's he is hitting guys at a much higher level than he was before. If Chip were to win this game, it would be just like, holy shit, is this guy back? It would be like that, yeah. They're ranked ninth. It's a they're ranked ninth right now, and they're undefeated. Chip's one of the rare guys that moves west and gets bigger. Oh, physically? Yeah. I mean, usually your son, you start moving around a little more. He's he's been on some LBs. Coaching Paul John is a full time job. Did you see somebody tweeted us the other day that Tom Sula's coaching the rain fire? I didn't even know that existed anymore. Europa. Lot yeah. lot of buzz for people being at this game, right? All the players we listed, obviously Harbaugh. It's oh, the I'm, Niner game. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Jim Harbaugh showing up. That's a lot. If I was him, I Are would they on not. A buy? <laughs> they must be, but even if they're on a buy, that's a long trip. I guess if you I would imagine he's making a recruiting West Coast trip out of it, right? It's it is not bad for business too. Just right, you can convince your boss pretty easily. Fundamentally, it's just good for our brand. For me, well, to I be think. There. Do you know the best part about being a college coach? When you start rattling off wins by Jim, you ain't checking anything by anybody. Picking the plane, <laughs> and the president's got to tell his wife, "Sorry, babe, I know we were going to go to Park City this weekend, but uh, Jim needs the plane." You see, the early line is Michigan uh, plus ten at Ohio State. Obviously, it's still a month away or more than that. But mm, you like Michigan? Well, I. I, I 
I think they're pretty good. I think they are pretty good. And this quarterback, I don't know if they're quite, you know. The problem with the quarterback is he's got like a rotator cuff issue. Oh, he got hurt? Well, he's been hurt. He needs. He's going to need surgery after the year. They said as long as his mechanics are perfect, it doesn't hurt him. That was what they said during the last broadcast. As long as his mechanics are perfect, he feels no pain. It's a good way to keep his footwork tight, John, because if his yeah. footwork's off, he hurts his So he's not doing any sidearm Mahomes? No Mahomes. No Mahomes. No. All right, everybody. We good? Thanks for hanging with us, y'all. Always appreciate the support, the love. Send us pictures of uh, you enjoying Tito's this weekend. We're always very appreciative of that. You can tag us on your uh, social media platform of choice, except Facebook. We're both locked out of our accounts. Instagram, uh, DM us or tag us there. Definitely appreciate when you DM it because you know sometimes you miss the story and we want to screenshot that bad boy and send it off to our people at Tito's because they appreciate it. So thank you uh, for the love and support. Like button, subscriptions. Uh, let's keep this bad boy rolling. Fist pump from Middle Cove. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.